Have you ever wondered what it would be like to go to sleep for the for the winter, yeah? Like actually hibernate in some straw or something with a full belly by a log fire and never wake up? I think we're on, mate. Oh, fuck. I was just starting to enjoy myself there. This is Deserter. And we're back in lockdown. So we're on Zoom again instead of where we belong. Jail? I was going to say pub. Of course you were. Of course you were. You always say pub. Sometimes I say chips. True. In the show today, though, we may not be in pubs, but boy, do we go on about them. Plus phobias, football, Folsey, funding, Phoebes in France and the Financial Times. F off. Pardon? You left an F off. Oh, I see. Felching? <laughs> no. <laughs> Funny. We'll be joined by James Dowdswell, a stand-up comedian and author of The Pub Manifesto. But before all that, what did we do next? The game where we try to remember what we did after the last podcast. So, Vinny, cast your mind back, if you will, to Scotch Egg Day. Of course, Scotch Egg Day. Yeah, how could I forget? It seems like another era, doesn't it? Uh, it was that that time when we were forced by law to eat eight meals a day. <laughs> I'm glad it ended. I'm glad it ended. To be honest, I mean, yeah, uh, I was overeating. There's no doubt about it. On that particular day, we um, I had chips at the Rose and Crown, mm-hmm. pie and mash at the Rake more chips at the King's Arms, and then I made it down to the junction in uh, Camberwell for cheesy chips. And uh, due to slight slight miscommunication with the kitchen, two portions were brought out. And um, I ate them both. Uh, (laughs) It just made me think, made me think not all heroes wear capes, uh, but all heroes eat chips. (laughs) <laughs> that's a given yeah um yes pie and mash at the rake that was a surprise normally you only get monster munch there yeah uh, and then then we partied I, i've got a gap in my memory so i'm assuming that we went to the river and had a smoke probably <laughs> well actually what happened was we went to the king's arms uh where they were doling out very emaciated looking chips in the alley there the old, the old sorry the old king's head it was the old king's head not the old the king's head, head. Ah. And we had um, a couple of pints to take out. And they said, but you've got to take them right round at the end of the alley. Uh, and we thought, OK, well, that's what we normally do anyway. <laughs> so we went <laughs> round there and I think we probably had a little skin up round there. And ah. it all went well. <laughs> yeah, it's all coming back to me, some of it. Probably explains um, why I ate two portions of cheesy chips. Um, yes. Yeah. A, a good a good um, little borough pub crawl, wasn't it? And I'm glad we got one in before uh, it all closed again. Yeah, and we went our separate ways then. You went down to Loughborough Junction and uh, yeah. elsewhere. I went to East Greenwich, went to the Pelton. Um, 
and uh, yeah, nicked a bit of Rock Bob's pizza in the garden. Lovely. Perfect. Um, talking of good things to get in before the lockdown returned, I managed to get in a limited attendance game of football at Dulwich Hamlet before the uh, the rules returned. Great. And everything about the evening was splendid, you know, pints at the EDT, chips again, uh, mates, <laughs> watching the defence for a change due to being at one end for the whole duration. Um, mm. Honestly, in Charlie Granger, we've got a very, very good goalkeeper. I mean, I'd heard the rumours, but I hadn't seen it firsthand. <laughs> um, mm. Anyway, it's great to have it all back, albeit briefly, and it inspired me to write a short piece about the fun to be had at local non-league football, where you don't have to wait a year for a ticket or spend a day's wages to buy one. And, uh, you know, it's all there on your doorstep, isn't it? Football, the weather, a lean, pints, lols. And... Um, if you haven't tried it, or even if you have, we decided to create a reward for pledging for our book, which you'll hear more about later. That means when we're back to something like normal, you can come along with us to a game at Dulwich or Peckham Town, and we'll show you the ropes and introduce you to some of the people behind the scenes. It's a money can't buy reward, except in this case, it can. <laughs> yes, uh, it's as close as, uh, to a VIP experience you're gonna, as you're going to get it. Uh, Peckham Town. Uh, so if you fancy that, uh, I'm not sure non-league really does VIP days, but if you'd like to just <laughs> string along with us for the <laughs> afternoon, uh, you can go to unbound.com and search for Deserter and see that reward up there. Um, there was another uh, sort of last night of the Raj feel, wasn't there, that we were involved in, in terms of the last night of the pubs again? Yeah. At the Blythe Hill Tavern, of course, where, you know, of course we would have to go for that last night. And, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't quite the uh, the party I'd have hoped, perhaps. It was, you know, there was a little bit of, uh, well, Con was very cross for a start that the pub was closing, uh, uh, which was understandable. Yeah, um, the night before, we, we kind of knew it was coming, but it hadn't come yet. Is that right? Or uh, had it been announced? But um, I think it had. I think we knew this was going to be the last night. Uh, um and we were out in the garden in a in a sort of tent tent yeah yeah it was um, not quite the same is it as sitting indoors there um but nevertheless you know it's good to uh go to a pub it's now yeah big. and drink uh, a lovely hop head uh until it ran out we actually ran it out but That's um, right. you know you can't you can't expect them to have you know endless supplies of hop head when they're about to close because no. that would mean wasted beer, which is they're against. <laughs> what else have we been up to? Talking of pub crawls, I've been doing one every day this year. <laughs> Congratulations. How have you been doing that? Uh, I've been doing it on Twitter. And uh, my mission? To post a photograph of a pub I pass every day until they reopen. Nothing can or will stop me unless I forget. <laughs> so uh, yeah, on my daily walk, I take photos of pubs I pass, and uh, I pick one to post on Twitter as my pub of the day. And uh, I found that not only does it give my daily exercise some aim, but it's also very reassuring to see they're all still there, sitting, <laughs> waiting for me. <laughs> mm. 
of course, whether they're all open again, all, all able to open again is a moot point. But for now, I feel it's all I can do. Um, but I found it very interesting posting these uh, pictures because it, it, it inspires people to post their own recollections of the pubs, uh, which sparks some interesting conversations and reminds you uh, how important pubs are in people's histories. Um, for example, last week I posted uh, a picture of the Grove in Camberwell. And for many years, it was an uninspiring Grand Union chain pub. Um, but in the 80s, 70s and 80s, it was the pub of Camberwell. It was the centre of the known universe. And um, although it's hard to believe now, people would travel from all over town to visit it. Uh, it was really quite notorious, a wonderful place. Um, and now that they're, they're now they've sort of, you know, they, 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 the cool people have moved to the Hermit's Cave, perhaps, or the Tiger. But it, it, yeah, it was just a, a reminder, uh, you know, given how many people um, responded to it, how important pubs mm. are in uh, in, their, in people's lives, people's growth, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm doing that on uh, on Twitter, a pub a day from my locale. I mean, if the if the pubs don't open until May is being threatened, I'm going to have to find another 100 pubs. So it's going to be quite a challenge, but I'm up for it. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, you're going to have to, to go further afield. Yeah. Uh, I mean, on my daily walk, uh, I'm usually with the nipper. So and his interest in locating closed pubs isn't quite what I would have hoped. No. Uh, so uh, um, he's going to have a DNA test. We'll see what, what yeah. that throws up. <laughs> what else have we been up to? Uh, well, we should talk about our book campaign, maybe. Yeah, it's uh, it's doing very well. Um, we've had nearly 70% funding. Uh, over 250 uh, people have backed this project. So thank you to every one of you. And one or two have... Uh, done so more than once we've uh, upgraded um yeah that's a good point yeah. uh, it's been a great response um and we but we have some new levels that uh, we've put up haven't we some new rewards we do we're, um, yeah, we're currently on 69 percent. so that thank you to everyone who's pledged so far we're getting there although there's still a way to go obviously um and we've devised new rewards which may tempt you if you haven't yet pledged or as you say uh, would like to upgrade your pledge um we've mentioned the football hoolie um we've also got beer which i think is important isn't it um <laughs> we've got a slab of dessert at ipa in cans uh donated by southey brewing thank you very much to those guys we've got a couple of those left haven't we um yeah uh 24 tin slab which really is the bargain uh, on the page, if you ask me. In fact, I'm quite tempted. <laughs> um, the other, th the other beer-related um, reward we've got is joining us for a dessert at IPA party when this is all over. Um, to not only taste the IPA, but hear us chuff on with readings from the book, etc. Yeah, <laughs> Q and A. There's been some takers. Yeah. Um, We've got a few people booked in for that, but there's probably room for more, although obviously limited. We've got a handful of promotional posters from our last book uh, as well, featuring the acclaimed cover by Neil Gower. Uh, again, very limited, but a few left, I believe. There's the Deserted Diploma, which I thought um, might attract you, Vinnie, 
because um, yeah, you get that degree. Maybe. At last. At last, we could sort that degree out for you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I need to bolster my uh, LinkedIn presence. Yes. <laughs> yeah, if you need something to bolster your LinkedIn presence, go for the deserted diploma. Uh, it only takes a, an hour or two of your time. It's a two-on-one life coaching session with us. And um, Tell you, you where you're going wrong. Yeah, and you get this diploma uh, either for uh, completing the course or for buying a round. Hmm. Um, it comes first and finally we've got an offer of sponsoring this very podcast we've come to the end of the last series remember we were sponsored by go out london mm-hmm. and we've got an opportunity now for a new sponsor for the next series of this podcast which will start in the spring um i would say it's ideal for breweries or soft furnishing companies yes um a chip shop perhaps a chip shop yeah i mean we mention chips almost every episode anyway well yeah and crisps actually crisps yeah become a big feature and we've had some lovely feedback from that uh uh, might have been mark quilly perhaps who said uh i i didn't think it could get any more perfect but uh now you've added the crisp news well it's taken it to a new level (laughs) Yeah, and have we got news for you this time? Keep we do. Um, so yeah, there's some. Uh, there's the book latest. Thank you to everyone who's pledged. Please do if you haven't. And um, there's some new rewards to tempt you. You need to go to unbound.com and search deserter. Yeah. Um, yes. As you mentioned, slab of beers, uh, twenty-four cans of deserter IPA. Uh, available uh and i'm going to try one now uh live oops i've just splashed beer on my computer don't worry uh i'll sort that out um hopefully that won't prove to be damaging in a lasting way uh so it's a lively little number i have to tell you uh, <laughs> and uh let's have a sniff Mm, uh, yeah, mm. getting on the nose. I'm, I'm getting a bit of grapefruit, perhaps. Yeah. Um, it's very exciting, uh, and it has had some terrific uh, responses on apps like uh, Untapped. Yeah, uh, people have been highly. Yeah, people have been going to um, Sully Brewing's tap tap room or the the beer hatch. Um, to pick some up, and uh, some of the some of the responses have been uh, finishing the growler still great, biscuity base, yummy draft, and ridiculously drinkable. Yeah, I'd like to try it on draft. I must say, uh, I'm very jealous because I've finished all mine. <laughs> yes, well, there's a reason for that, isn't there? Yes, it's too delicious. It's too um, delicious. So a note from Sam, the brewer, about this version of uh, Dessert IPA. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, it's a blend of Citra, Cascade and Centennial hops at the bittering stage um, with added dry hopping of Eldorado, Cascade and Citra. And um, this time we've swapped out the Centennial for Mosaic because when we, when we first made it, we would have liked to have put Mosaic in. 
Yes. Uh, the, the new magic hop, as it were. Um, but it was sold out for two years. Mm. Whole world yes. sold out of Mosaic. Um, so, yeah, we went along with his suggestion of swapping out the, cent uh, the centennial for Mosaic. And um, it certainly makes it a little bit more sophisticated, doesn't it? Um, mm. Mm. I think. Uh, yes, it does. I feel a little more sophisticated now. Softer and fruitier. You look softer and yes, softer and fruitier. Prizes. Yes, um, we had a competition on uh, Brixton Buzz to win a copy of uh, Today South London, Tomorrow South London, our first book. Um, and um, we had many, many entrants. And uh, I have written down the names, screwed them up into a ball, and thrown them into. Half Life's bowler hat. Oh my and, God! Uh, there it is. There it is, and uh, an heirloom, you could say. Um, I, I, I once saw him kill a cow in that hat. <laughs> <laughs> it, was at, it was at the abattoir, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not many people wear a bowler hat to an abattoir. Well, it was uh, it was Johnny Blister's stag do. Remember, <laughs> it's a day at the abattoir, followed by a night on the skag in a haunted house near Carl Shorten. I miss those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't do that right now, can you? No. Nope. Do nothing. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to pick out uh, some names at random. Uh, four people are going to uh, be lucky winners and be sent a copy of the book. First one is Tristan Garrick. Congratulations, Tristan. I'll play Tristan. Number two is a hard this <laughs> Matthew Dernan. Um, yeah, it's a shame you can't see this uh, visual extravaganza. It is very much like the FA Cup draw. Um, yeah, I wish I hadn't screwed him up so well now. Simon JWK. Simon JWK. Yes. Okay. It doesn't have a... Um, doesn't have a surname. Doesn't have a surname, no. No. And lastly, Lucy Misselberg. Mickelberg. Well played Lucy. Played Lucy. Congratulations, yeah. all four of you. You'll be receiving our first book. Yep, and uh, thank you for Brixton Buzz for running that. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, um, time for our first guest. Oh, yes. Let's uh, uh, introduce James Dowdswell, who's been on our, our podcast before. He's a notable stand-up comedian, um, and uh, he's also an author. He wrote The Pub Manifesto. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're going to speak to him now. We are joined by James Dowdswell. Thank you very much for joining us today, James. Uh, I My absolute pleasure. I understand you have some experience of drinking. <laughs> I do indeed. I grew up in a pub, and in fact, I was four years old when I had my very first taste of alcohol. I don't know if you remember yours, uh, boys, but mine was Bass, Draft Bass, 4.4%. Uh, 
Exactly. I, I fell in a bucket of bass. It was a case of drink or swim. I drank and I've never looked back. So how have you been throughout this uh, lockdown, James? Well, I don't know about you boys, because I follow you on Instagram, so I know exactly what you've been up to, all sorts of naughtiness. <laughs> um, social. I particularly enjoyed your uh, drinking in the park, drinking by rivers. Uh, you know, since pubs have been locked down, you've been quite creative. You're the creative drinkers, you two. <laughs> yes, I'm going to add that to my CV. Creative drinker. Yes. I mean, you know, if you'd have said you were an outdoor beer enthusiast, it would have suggested you were homeless previously. Now it's proactive and creative drinking. So I don't know about you, but uh, it seems from your Instagram you're similar to me. But um, since lockdown, we're lockdown three now. Since lockdown one started, I've drunk more beer, had more wine and eaten more cheese than a medieval king. <laughs> it's not COVID-19 I'm worried about it's gout 2020 <laughs> yes. that's the thing that's going to kill me have you boys had any gout yet? yes I, I suffer with gout I have to tell you I ha- and I have had some, some lockdown gout as well which um, is not as much fun as it is even less fun than it sounds yes it's, it's it, you know <laughs> it'd be embarrassing if your last words were my toe hurts <laughs> yes but, uh, it it's a badge of honor it's a badge of honor gout and i didn't realize how much i was drinking at the start until it was my turn to put out the recycling bin <laughs> i mean that bin is getting harder and harder to move down the driveway our driveway well it's only a pathway it's about three yards uh, that's the most physical exercise i'm getting i mean it was <laughs> it's out there at the minute uh, i mean some of us are thinking we might just leave it in the streets it's too difficult to move um, but uh, I don't know if you've been a bit self-conscious about the amount of uh, bottles and cans in your bin, so you've decided to put a few in next door neighbours. Have you ever tried doing that? <laughs> well, uh, that's a guilty moment. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, we live in South East London. When people, when Tier 4 was announced and those people escaped for Christmas, uh, I filled up their bins for them while they were away, just to give them a nice little present. <laughs> Yeah, well, we've thoroughly enjoyed thoroughly enjoyed it exploring a few drinks while we've uh, been on lockdown. I've, I do miss the pub, though. Uh, I miss the banter of the pub uh, in my dad's pub. I've told you about it before. Everyone's got a nickname. For example, there's a, a bloke called uh, Jeff the Dog because 21 years ago he walked in with a dog. Uh, there's another bloke called Karate Jim because he was thinking about doing karate. Never done it. Thought about it. But my favourite, there's a lovely gay couple from the Forest of Dean, known locally as the Fruits of the Forest. <laughs> but it's interesting, isn't it? We, we're, we're talking to you in tri-annuary, where uh, tri-January, we're all um, trying to uh, drink something different. Um, it, it's exciting times. Um, I enjoyed, for the first time ever, I had a beer advent calendar. Um, I had a beer advent calendar, and I was given that by my uh, wonderful fiance for completing Sober October. Now, I'm not going to ask you boys if you did Sober October. I, I, I doubt it. Yeah, exactly. Cough, cough, <laughs> cough. I mean, I managed it. Um, I, I drank a few of those alcohol-free beers. I don't know if you tried them. Yeah. Um, well, I say alcohol-free. Yep. It was 95% alcohol-free, 5% grosh. But, you know, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm getting there. Wednesday once. You did some what? So, Vince? Wednesday, 
Sober Wednesday I did once. A sober, sober Wednesday. Yeah, you were the designated driver, driving Andrew to uh, to the park. I was doing Wet Wednesday. Wet Wednesday. It is bonkers, though, isn't it? Sober October. I mean, the only reason it's called Sober October because it rhymes. I mean, what's next? Mm. Novate November, decaf December. Yeah. I mean, you can't see me on this podcast, but I'm quite a geeky man. I've got a pointy nose, a lazy eye and glasses. I mean, if I tried to smoke an e-cigarette, I look like a Doctor Who fan sucking a sonic screwdriver. I mean, I don't know what's next. Decaf December. Is that next? I mean, what is the point of decaf coffee? That is something I've never understood. Uh, Alcohol-free beers. There's some good ones out there. Um, my personal favourite is Adnam's Ghost Ship. I like Ghost Ship. 0.5%. Lovely drop. But decaf coffee. Um, what is the point? When would you possibly drink decaf coffee? Maybe you've had too many alcohol-free beers in an atmosphereless bar, walk home in a straight line, get your key in the front door first time, pop around, turn off all the lights, put your pyjamas on and give your partner a damn good spooning. What is the point in that? You can remember every moment in the morning. Unless you're a blogger, absolute waste of time. And to be honest, you can make it up if you're a blogger. Waste of time. So I... The only exercise I get, I, I love to uh, walk my dog in the park. In fact, that's where I've just been to Peckham Rye. And uh, I love that. Um, our dog is um, a lovely dog. She's a, she's a rescue dog. Uh, she's a street dog from Cyprus, which means she'll eat anything as long as it's on a kebab stick. She's a uh, mixed breed. She's, um, in fact, I'm stroking at the minute. She's mixed breed. She's um, part Maltese, part Shih Tzu, part Poodle. So she's a multi-shitpoo, essentially. Now, I know this is dedicated to slackers, so I imagine um, quite a few people not only drink, but they love hanging around the park and walking in the park. But uh, if you've got a dog and you don't know what breed you've got, you can get pets at home, you can spend £65, you can get a doggy DNA test done. We did it, paid £65, turns out she's not ours, so be careful. <laughs> so I was saying... Try January. We're all we're all um, trying new and different beers, which is great fun. I mean, drinking has changed a lot, hasn't it, in the last 30 years? I mean, 30 years ago, it was all two pints of lager and a packet of crisp, please. Do you remember that punk song? Two mm -hmm. pints of lager and a packet of crisp. Nowadays, that would be two craft ales, wasabi peas and the Wi-Fi care, please. <laughs> Things are changing. We're getting gentrified, aren't we? Even us. I mean, for example, you know, uh, we're all into strong beers. Uh, Ten years ago, if you drank a 9% beer, uh, there were suggestions you might be homeless. But now it's totally different. You're an aficionado. We've gone from sort of tenant super to brew dog marvellous. It's all changed, all changed. And that is why I've got gout. Um, I, uh, I fully, um, I read your last book. Uh, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. In fact, I've re retraced some of the, uh, the pub crawls. Uh, we're blessed in South East London with some amazing pubs and I can't wait to read your uh, new one. I'll leave with this uh, final um, word of advice. Uh, my low moment or high moment during lockdown two was I phoned the alcohol advice centre. I said I got a drink problem. They said, how can we help? I said, which wine goes best with Cocoa Pops? <laughs> cheeky Shiraz, apparently cheeky Shiraz. Um, I have to also say, before before I finish my little bit, is that uh, I don't know if you're thinking about, I know you've got your own dessert of beer uh, giving away to patrons who sponsor your book, which is uh, which I can't wait to try myself. Uh, look, can looks fantastic. And I love the uh, I love the uh, the red and the, the design. 
Um, but it'd be interesting to start a sort of post-lockdown pub um, uh, uh, when it all starts again uh, with COVID rules. I'm thinking of three different names. So I thought of to start with Furlough and Firkin. Yeah. And then I thought uh, COVID in hand. Or uh, I think my favourite is All Bar One Metre. Anyway, that gives you something to think about. Uh, it's been a pleasure having a little bit of a, a chin wag with you, and I wish you the very best for your book. Oh, thank, thank you very much, Ooh. James, for bringing us so much laughter there. Brilliant. Thank you very much, James, for uh, joining us. The news. The news. The news. 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 The big news, really, is that the pubs are all bloody shut again. Um, bloody, bloody fuckers have shut the bastards. Uh, this time, of course, with no takeaways, uh, which seems particularly cruel, as you can still buy booze in offices and supermarkets, as we've been discussing. So why can't yes, and I... you can still buy food from pubs. I mean, it's it's illogical. Yeah. Why, well, you know, you can you can go to your pub and and get takeaway food and takeaway drink as long as it's not nice. Yeah. Like um, got alcohol in it. Uh, it's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you can go in into a supermarket and do a, a shop for an hour, but you can't buy some fresh beer from a pub where you don't even have to go indoors. You can go to the booze hatch. Um, mm. But uh, out of this has come the, I suppose, good news that um, some pub chains like Brewdog and Shepherd Neem have offered to become vaccination hubs. Did you see that? Yeah. Some, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Some of Shepherd Neem's pubs and Brewdog's pubs are being set aside to become vaccination hubs. Although I'm, I'm not sure that's of any great import to you in particular, Vinny, is it? Well, why do you say that? I thought they would. I thought they already vaccinated all the over 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted something about uh, you know going to the pub in 2021, uh, and I retweeted Shepherd Neen's offer to become a vaccination hub. Um, mm. We got some uh, suggestions of what the names might be. <laughs> mm. uh, I came up with uh, the Tender Arms. Very good. Yeah, like that. Uh, Adam Adams Armada chipped in with uh, the needle in. Mm, good. Yeah. <laughs> of course, there is the Vax on the Hill as well, but um, that mm. probably, probably need to know the Fox on the Hill for that one to work. Yeah. I liked uh, Ned James's uh, contribution. He said he wanted to have his from an optic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a quick one, a fibre optic. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then you you uh, noticed that Brewdog were offering some free beers as well as a vaccination hub. Uh, <laughs> well, they're offering free beers, didn't they? Weren't they? Uh, they you uh, they've made a uh, carbon neutral beer or carbon, or even carbon negative beer called Lost Lager. And yeah, anyone can log on. And I mean, I did try and log on, but there were just like the um, vaccination queue that were about 25 million people ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're giving away free, free, free beer. I think that offer might be over now, but nonetheless, uh, Brewdog showing themselves perhaps to be one of the good guys. Yeah, maybe. Although they like to shout about it as well, don't they? 
<laughs> yes. Um, yeah, you of course you when you when you checked up uh, what number your vaccination was, you were like twenty five millionth in the queue, weren't mm. you? Uh, but you were quite yes. pleased by that, weren't you? I was. It made me feel young. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, next, up, next up on the news were a couple of stories in the Financial Times. Um, the first yes. was yeah. that. Uh, Time spent in the pub is a wise investment. This Indeed. was the headline. Uh, and um, it was, to be fair, especially with reference to work, um, but it was pointing out how time in the pub builds up social capital. Uh, you, you learn how the company ticks and you do it all over a lovely pint before mm. accidentally sleeping with someone and having to avoid them for five years. Um, <laughs> slightly unusual, uh, perhaps, to see a piece like that in the, in the FT. But it's followed up with a, with a more sinister piece in the same paper uh, about the latest on workplace surveillance. Uh, these are cameras that can see if you are at your desk or not, you know, whether at work or at home. They monitor your keystrokes. They see how much work you've done. For example, Vinny, you could tell that you just took a swig of beer then. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> need a camera for that. I can tell you, I'm not at my desk. <laughs> this is a monstrous invasion of privacy, of course, and that FT suggests that um, such technology could ultimately make us stressed and sick and ultimately less productive. Mm. And it concludes that workplace surveillance should be subject to regulatory oversight and collective bargaining. Not for the first time. I'm wondering if the Financial Times is becoming the paper of the discerning deserter. <laughs> I mean, it sounds counterintuitive, doesn't it? But they're picking up stories like this that other organs aren't pursuing. It does, actually, yeah. I have to say, at the weekend, it's very good paper. Keep an eye out for them. Financial mm. Times, I think they might do okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else did we see? Um, was the story about the elephant on... Uh, uh, sorry, it's on Twitter. There was a little clip of the uh, the pink elephant outside the Elephant and Castle shopping centre being removed oh. on a pallet on the back of a lorry. Very sad. I saw the uh, the clip that showed uh, the traffic at a at a standstill, and I, I, I thought there was this, a nice sign of respect uh, that um, people were just you know stock still as this as this um, cultural icon left the area. Uh, but then I realised the lorry was just blocking the road, so everybody had to just stay where <laughs> they were. Uh, and in fact, it was only going round to the, round the corner to Castle Square, which is the new bit of the elephant by the tube station where uh, La Bodeguita has moved to. Right. Okay. So it wasn't as sad as I thought. You know. So I was sad and then happy again. You know. We'll always. Uh, you could say we'll always be able to remember that elephant. We will. <laughs> right, because they, they have, say, elephants have very good memories. Yes, um, they never forget. It doesn't have the biggest memory in the animal kingdom. No. Uh, that honour, of course, goes to the ram. Is that right? Yeah. One for the tech heads there. Oh, oh. <laughs> very good. <laughs> One, sorry, dad jokes. One uh, <laughs> quick intro in interjection with some live appearances i thought we mm. are uh reading from our book that we haven't yet written which could be interesting uh <laughs> on book jam uh live on monday the 18th the brixton book jam 
We're on tour. We're on tour, basically, you could say, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll put a link into that in on the podcast page. Uh, it's Monday the 18th, Brixton Book Jam. And then we're also appearing on the Dulwich Hamlet Comedy Club Night, which may be on the 23rd of Jan, but mm-hmm. that is currently a TBC, isn't it? Yeah. We'll confirm that on Twitter and our other organs. And then Wembley. <laughs> then Wembley. That's the scary one. <laughs> 90,000 people. <laughs> Two rocking chairs. Um, okay, time for the crisp news. Oh, thank God. To the meat of the matter. Um, last time we left you with Waitrose's Christmas offering, you may remember. Iberico ham and fig-flavoured crisps. Oh. Um, but um, soon afterwards, the reader got in touch with something that we were going to taste live in a moment. But just before we do, I have noticed, and you'll be interested in this, James, that Fairfield's Farm Crisps are offering a new flavour. Adnam's Ghost Ship Beer-flavoured crisps. What? Wow. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> My on it. Team. So let's get ordering those the next time. Fairfield's Farm Crisps, Adnam's Ghost Ship Beer Flavoured Crisps. Really? Oh, that's incredible. That's amazing, isn't it? Okay, Vinny, mm-hmm. tell them about slabs. Over, over to the slabs. Yeah, so Ned, it was Ned James again who got in touch to say, have you tried these slabs, thick and big, chunky potato crisps? Um, he said, he described them as being as thick as a pound coin. And the size of a baked potato. I mean, oh. that's a perfect and evocative description. They should really put it on the front of the bag. Thick as a pound <laughs> coin, size of a baked potato. <laughs> okay, let's... Let me hold this up. That's that's thick. Wow. That's thick. That is... Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take a screenshot of that to show um, anybody who would like like to um, see the how how visual this uh, podcast <laughs> actually was. I'm now going to give it a... Give it a go. Sounds good. Mmm. Mmm. Well, Ned says once you've tried them, there's no going back. Mmm. Yeah. Impeccable crunch. What flavour? Beef roast. Not roast beef. (laughs) Clever. (laughs) So I got these from Mercado, which is where Ned discovered them. But they are made by... They're made by... Great Food Affairs. Great Food Affairs Limited. Good stuff. Mm. Yeah. Highly recommended. If they'd like to send us a crate, we'd be very happy. All right. So, live from Condom, it's Phoebe's French Letter. (laughs) Bonjour. 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 Indeed. Um, and so before we get on to what life is like in, in lockdown rural France, can I ask you about a big question on everyone's lips? What are French crisps like? Um, better than they better in the last sort of 10 years. But um, my preferred snack of choice is the crusty nut. Oh, we always have crusty nuts in our house. Crusty nut, I say. Crusty nut. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> and Ev, Ev loves them as well, does he? Or is that what you call him? 
Um, he's, as I said, um, in since the last lockdown, we've gone back to not washing again. So we've always got crusty nuts in the house. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. So how is how? Yeah, crusty nuts. Yeah. Crusty nuts and and um the apericube. Do you know the apericube? Apericube. No. No. Apericube. It's um it's basically a little um uh cube of processed cheese, various different flavors, um wrapped in a little bit of foil. Um, they go beautifully with the crusty nut. Um, and when mm. you unwrap the individual foil-wrapped cube, you get a little French joke inside. Oh, oh. What's not oh. like? I didn't know they had jokes yeah. in there. Well, <laughs> they're not. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's a fun fact, you know, mm. for a, say, if you were going to a French pub quiz or something, you might save all the little bits of foil and brush up on your mm. French general knowledge so um yeah crusty nuts a pair of cubes and a glass of van sauvage wild wine mm. nice yeah so, uh, how in general is life in lockdown in rural france it sounds like you're coping quite well it's uh, well at the moment it is yes as ed says same as normal um it's uh it's very very cold so cold that the pool has frozen mm. don't you hate it when that happens well <laughs> yeah. um the pool is frozen it's it's um it's very cold in our house we basically can only keep one room heated because um our electricity is so dodgy that if we turn it any more than one heater on, um, the whole thing blows. Ooh. So, <laughs> yeah. So, well, maybe not um, living the dream. what? Maybe not living the dream then. Um, not not at the moment, but it is freak weather. It's freak weather yeah. at the moment. Um, and bills are down. Living the dream. He's keeping the bills down. <laughs> That's what he says. Keeps the bills down. Um, but apart from that, very much the same. Um, we have not had cafes and bars open since the end of October. Um, yeah. Um, no um, unessential journeys. Um, we had to have this attestation to say why you were leaving the house couldn't go more than a mile, a kilometre from your house um, Have you got for exercise. Uh, had to say when you left the house exactly what you were going out for. That has stopped, okay. but we now have a curfew. So we're not allowed out the house between 8pm and 6am. Oh. Yeah. Um, would yeah. uh, I mean would would there be anywhere for you to go at eight pm? Should you be? Um, well, no, not really. Um, friends' houses. Oh yeah. But we're not allowed to go. So yeah. Um, yeah so we we just sort of we've just um, managed to get the computer um, hooked up to the TV so that we can watch Netflix. Well done. 
that's been a year in the making um and um what i was what we were both really looking forward to um was watching the live dulwich hamlet tv on a saturday afternoon yeah. at three o'clock on yeah. the telly yeah. we could have sat yeah. there in our scarves and hats um, and I could have fallen in love all over again with Ev as he shouted dog wanker at the opposition goalie. But that has now been cruelly snatched away from us. Yeah. Um, and what about you you guys? Yeah. How is it? Well, we're, we're locked down. We don't have a curfew. We can go out uh, without a chit. Um, we still don't have to wear masks out, outside yet. Oh, we have to wear masks in the street. Yeah. Um, Very sensible. That's a difference. Yeah, isn't it? Um, I know. So uh, we can still yeah. meet one, one person to exercise with, mm. um, and go for. Have you tried it yet, day. Andy? In a sense, yes. <laughs> the exercise thing, yeah. yeah. That's why we're. I know your things. exercise was was usually walking to a pub and back, wasn't it? I'm still doing that as it happens, um, <laughs> but unfortunately, there's no pint at the end of it. <laughs> they don't check what's in your water bottle. <laughs> no, um, so yeah, uh, obviously it's a bit miz because it's not very warm here either. All the pubs are mm. shut, and you're not supposed to go out and meet. Mm. You, you only go out and meet one person. Yeah, but, and they're soon, and soon they'll probably take that away from us as well. I would have thought. Uh, instead of uh, doing the sensible things like closing the churches or paying people to stay at home. and Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think they're a bit better at that in France, yeah. paying people to, to not work. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, w obviously we get English TV here, and um, yeah, I must admit, what an absolute fucking shit show. Yes. Really. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that. that's being generous. Yeah, it's being unkind to shit, really, isn't it? Yeah, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> um, well, on that bombshell, maybe we should push on. We've got the rest of our show. Would you like to stay with us, Fee, while we um, talk a load of rubbish for about another five or ten minutes, or do you have something better to do? I have absolutely nothing better to do. Well, I do have lots of things to do, but nothing I want to do. Nothing I want to do more than sit and listen to you chat rubbish. <laughs> You're a bum dosser. Um, yeah, so who's a bum dosser now? I mean, we all are, aren't we? Actually, I, there was one that I saw, um, somebody called Shell. You know when you uh, order Deliveroo? Do you ever order Deliveroo, Andy? Yeah. And uh, you see the, uh, you, you know, the, the frying pan um, animation that you get as you're waiting for your order. Uh, well, there was somebody screenshotted their their order, and you can see sort of time passing with the, uh, the, the frying pan animation of someone preparing your order. And it just said underneath it, Majestic Wine is preparing your order. <laughs> that's very good. Uh, that's, must make you happy. Um, yeah, my uh, uh, well, one we both saw was from the doc, wasn't it? Um, yeah. He posted that uh, my wife and I are sitting on the couch watching TV, and I hear a text. Realizing I left my phone in the kitchen, I get up, go to the kitchen to check it. 
and it's a text from my wife. It reads, please bring the chips on your way back. <laughs> uh, that, that's my bum dosser episode, I think. Yeah, and um, yeah, well, she wins. You're a bum dosser. Okay, uh, just uh, as an introduction to the uh, final section, I was looking through some of the top phrases for 2020. Um, at number five was on furlough. We'd never heard of that phrase before 2020. Mm. Number four was social distancing. Number three, contactless delivery. At number two, the new normal. But at number one was social media scene. <laughs> of course it is. Which I yeah. think really sums up what a cool phrase that is. Very cool, yes. Social um, media scene. Just saying it makes you sound cool. What does it mean, Bouzois? <laughs> Uh, well, of course, it means uh, we look at social media and use it as content uh, <laughs> without writing anything ourselves. <laughs> that uh, is generally true, I accept. But um, actually, this first item uh, is from us. It's from our social yeah. media. Wow. OK, yeah. Uh, which we uh, have entitled Reader's Pints. Um, we asked on Twitter, if you could have one pint of draft beer now, what would it be? And mm. we were frankly inundated. Um, yeah, it really concentrates the mind, doesn't it? It really does. And we had, you know, a lot of suggestions, Hophead, Colonel, Landlord, Hepcat, Plum Porter, Neck Oil. Um, wine. Wine, <laughs> pint of wine. Someone suggested a pint, pint of whiskey. Of wine. <laughs> um, even our own deserter IPA uh, had a good go. Mm -hmm. Although it was up yeah. against Neck Oil in the first round, unfortunate. Um so uh, it made me so thirsty, I had to actually go and get a tinny. And uh, while I drank that, uh, I decided to run a poll to, to find out which was the best. And uh, the final was between Colonel Pale, Jaipur, Neck Oil, and the eventual winner, Harvey's Sussex Best. Which yeah. I think it was a great reflection of our Twitter following. And uh, a pint, a winner in Sussex Best that you can't really argue with. Uh, I mean, you, you might prefer something else at a different time, but as we've often said before, haven't we, a perfect winter pint. Yes, I would never be unhappy with somebody giving me a pint of Harvey's, even though I voted for Jaipur, I must admit. I think I voted for Jaipur as well in the final. Yeah, there you go. Just shows, shows it was honest, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. Uh, what else did you spot? Um, I spotted uh, Plumstedshire. They tweeted uh, something about senosilicophobia. Uh, do, you, do anyone know what senosilicophobia is? It's a fear of an empty beer glass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see. Yes. Some people claim is is real. I mean, I I can't say I fear the empty beer glass, except when uh, it's mine and it's actually not my round and my opponent still has half a pint. Not opponent, friend. Still, <laughs> still has half a pint. <laughs> uh, I did, uh, there's another couple of phobias, aren't there? Zithophobia is actually the fear of beer. Wow. Uh, and yeah. those who drink beer. Um, and there's ergophobia, the fear of work. I thought might be worth remembering. Yeah, um, that's yeah. And then cruelest of all is see if I can get this right. 
hippopotamonstrosis quipodaliophobia. <laughs> Believe it or not, is the fear of long words. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Very good, very good. Um, there were some scientific discoveries uh, I noticed on Twitter. Um, was it Cyclodunk who discovered that the ancient ruins of Pompeii had a fresco from uh, a Morley's chicken shop? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw uh, that. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah they've just uncovered it. Lens. Yeah, it had... Um, it, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, a sort of uh, street street snack um, bar, um, which still had some food in it. Yeah, and it's good to know that um, at least there was a chance that... It lasts that long. It's good to know it lasts that long, yeah. Morley's Chicken, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and not that an original Morley's either, but a, like a fantastic fake Morley's. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. It's good, good to know that at least there's a chance that they were happy when they were encased in molten lava. Yes, just before, just before at least. It reminds me of the, of the old joke: "What's got two eyes and smokes?" Go on, Pompeii. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh yeah. Or, or even uh, what's got two yeah. eyes? What's got two eyes? Smokes your weed and is the dessert commercial manager. <laughs> Pompey Pompey duck. Duck. <laughs> Pompey duck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Pompey Dunk. Um, <laughs> anything else from the? Yes. Uh, did you see that uh, lady? What was her name? Uh, put something about eating Pringles when high uh, at an Apple Bright. Um, she put up a phone conversation she had when she couldn't remember the name of Pringles and was absolutely baked on weed. Um, so this is a phone conversation with her mate. She says, I'm trying to eat chips, but chewing feels insane. I'm just cracking the chips with my tongue, then crushing the chip. And her friend says, oh, my God, what kind of chips? And she says, the arches. The wheel. What the fuck? The seat. Oh my god. And a friend says, I'm calling the hospital. And she says, I know them. What is it? The seat? What? The horse seat. Why am I losing my mind? The horse seat on a horse. Saddle? Saddle chips? Yeah. I'm, I'm losing it. The ones that all sit together in the tube. Pringles. <laughs> uh, a fascinating window. Uh, cancel the ambulance. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good adult mind. Um, okay, I think I've got one. Uh, the attack on the Capitol. You may have heard about the attack on the Capitol over the last few days. Um, Foldsy tweeted, I keep seeing this thing about the attack on the capital, storming of the capital, and I picture a mob kicking open the shutters and demanding a two pound pint of ale and a crap burger at Forest Hill Spoons. <laughs> Excellent tweet from Falsey, whose um, Twitter bio reads simply exotic vet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Uh, well, that's all we have time for this time round. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us, Fee, and uh, thanks for listening. Bon, avec plaisir. Excellent. Um, I'd just like to leave you with a thought. Um, uh oh. Would you like to live forever, Vinny? No. No, of course not. It's too tired. Definitely not. But I don't even want to live for the next five minutes, thanks. <laughs> but the next best thing is to have your name live on forever, right? Yes, of course, by pledging for our book. Your name will live on forever in the leaves of literature. Not to mention you'd be forcing the world's laziest people to get on their asses and actually do some work. Which must be worth a few, Bob. Definitely worth a few, Bob. Cheerio. Ta-da. Au revoir. I thought we were going to get the interns to write it. I'm afraid they've all had to be shot because of Brexit. Oh, blimey, they didn't put that on the side of the bus, did they? No, and the bus is stuck at customs. Is it? Ham sandwiches? Ham sandwiches.